On NPR's Consider This podcast, we help you make sense of one big story in the news every day, like how to combat disinformation and conspiracy theories, which pose a real threat to democracy, and what life looks like after you're vaccinated, the next phase of do's and don'ts. All that in 15 minutes every weekday. Listen now to Consider This from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with WNXP's Julie Hyde. Hey, Julie. Hey. It's New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick run through our picks for the best releases out now on March 12th, starting with Valerie June. Her new one is called The Moon and Stars, Prescriptions for Dreamers. Valerie June, her new record is The Moon and Stars, Prescriptions for Dreamers. This cut we're hearing from it is called You and I. She's a singer from Tennessee, there where you are, Julie, and we've been loving and following her work for a good while now. This is her fifth full-length album. And man, I just think she takes such an enormous swing across this record. She really does. I mean, I think a lot of people pegged her as doing something kind of primitive and naturalistic in a way and overlooked the breadth and depth of her imagination. And she has laid all of that out, fleshed all of it out for us. And it's thrilling to hear what she did producing alongside somebody who has worked a lot in hip hop and R&B and really contemporary stuff, Jack Splash. She likes to take these song forms that we think of as being earthy and concise and just open them up, you know, make them into these meandering meditative spaces. Yeah, Valerie June said that she wanted to, with this record, she wanted to sort of reconnect with the magic that she saw in the world as a child, you know? And I really think that's what she's done. There's just so much wonder in these songs. There really is. But, I mean, she does it in a way that I can connect with and and enter into, even the skeptic in me, you know? Um, Because there is, she's just in touch with so much wisdom as well, you know? The wonder is not naive, You mentioned the word meditative, and it's deeply spiritual, too. I want to play a little bit of a cut called Starlight Ethereal Silence, which is how the record ends. Starlight 
It's pastoral magic. She has this way of painting this world for us that is both pastoral and rural, but also is definitely in touch with cosmopolitan sensibilities and her, you know, bohemian side, her, yeah. the many places that she has found enlightenment. So she did a field recording of bird song outside her family's home in uh, in Jackson, Tennessee, and, and made that the coda to the album. All yeah. of that it feels to me like it is of a piece. It really is. Well, it is, a, I think, a breathtaking record. The Moon and Stars, Prescriptions for Dreamers, from the singer Valerie June. Thanks so much, Julie. You're so welcome. Up next on our picks for the best albums out on March 12th is Selena Gomez. She's back with a new one called Revelation. Ya me dijeron tus amigas que no querías saber de mí. Ya no extrañas la rutina que tu vida va mejor sin mí. Pero entonces por qué me reclamas preguntándome cómo y con quién si me llamas las tres de la mañana y yo ya te olvidé. Adiós. Esta no es para ti. La foto que subí te lo quería decir ya. Adiós. Sabía no para mal. This is Selena Gomez, the singer Selena Gomez, back with a new one called Revelación. The song we're hearing from it is called Adios, and joining us to talk about this one is Ana Maria Sayer with NPR's Alt-Latino podcast. Hey, Ana Maria. Hey, Robin. How's it going? Selena Gomez, she just put out a full-length album a year ago, right around this time a year ago, called Rare. But unlike that one and all of her previous work, this one, Revelación, is her first ever Spanish language record. People are talking about this being a new era or a big change for her, when in reality, I would say this is really her coming home record. Uh, she's publicly talked about wanting to do this for a long time, for 10 years, but I think this is probably something that's been brewing inside of her as a person, as an artist, for a lifetime. In terms of why right now, in the context of her life, her career, who she is, it makes so much sense. There are a lot of Latinas, myself included, who have grown up alongside her. I mean, I grew up being glued to the TV because Selena Gomez was on. She's right. this girl who is, you know, funny and smart and sassy and, and truly beloved and has a similar family background to mine and similar experiences. And then I think we all go through this experience of, you know, figuring out who we are and where we fit into this country. And she's been doing all of that growing up publicly. So I think it makes sense. This is her moment. She said that she was worried about whether or not she could actually pull it off, not only, you know, convincingly by, you know, making sure that she rolled all her R's properly and pronounced everything correctly, but but also with just respect for the people who would be listening to it. You know, I think her strength as an artist is really in her authenticity. She truly kind of wears her heart on her sleeve. You know, when we're talking about this Spanish album, 
and it meaning so much to her and it coming so much from her childhood and from her background, it makes sense that that this vulnerability would really translate well into a Spanish album. I think this album, the kind of quieter tone to it is really, it kind of showcases her voice and her authenticity. Plus, you know, I think honestly, she sounds better in Spanish. I think she really, really does a good job um, in Spanish. These seem like largely love songs, love and heartache, uh, relationship songs, but thematically, what else is she touching on uh, in these? It's about love, sure, but it's a very empowered love. You can tell she knows who she's speaking to. She's telling those young Latinas to be confident and love who they want to love and how they want to love. It's very consistent, I think, with, you know, that coming of age moment that she's embodying by singing in Spanish. You can really see in those lyrics that, you know, she is embodying this spirit of independence that that's really special. And I think for me, it's it's really a source of pride. The singer Selena Gomez, her new record is called Revelación. Thanks so much, Ana Maria. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. From the Latin pop of Selena Gomez, let's go to the bassist Pino Palladino and his new collaboration with guitarist and producer Blake Mills. It's called Notes with Attachments. This is Pino Palladino and Blake Mills. Their new project together is called Notes with Attachments. This cut is called Soundwalk. And Nate Chenin of WBGO and Jazz Night in America, back for this one. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. Pino Palladino, a a bassist who's worked with, my gosh, countless artists, really. We've talked about him a a number of times on the show. Blake Mills, a multi-instrumentalist and producer. And together, I just think they take us to the upside-down world on this record. There's so much groove science going on on this album. It's interesting. You know, I've been thinking about this recording as this kind of weird species of virtuoso record. Mm. Um, And it's a virtuosity that requires a little bit of tweaking to your expectations, right? Right. In this case, it's a virtuosity of feel. Mm. I think these are two maestros of just groove and and the way that that a groove sits and the way that it feels and so what we have is this album where like all of the mastery is in service of that vibe it's just so wonderfully disjointed and woozy and it kind of stumbles around a bit and staggers and mm-hmm. I, I thought a lot about jay dilla while listening yeah. to it but also yeah. i think artists like tom waits and like the films of jim jarmusch all these 
artists come to mind who artists who break the rules you know mm -hmm. and and these guys are rule breakers too yeah well well the dilla reference you know there's a direct lineage there because the drummer that they bring in on this album chris dave was on tour with d'angelo for the black messiah tour and so chris dave and pino paladino together i mean that's basically yeah. d'angelo's rhythm section yeah. and especially on on this track that we heard i feel like they're accessing that feel you know mm -hmm. But it's not the kind of album that shows its wares. It's really about inviting you into a space yeah. um, and creating this kind of color and texture that you want to live in. I'm a big fan of, I don't know what you would call it, forced creativity. I don't mean faking it, but coming up with ways to intentionally break your own brain a little bit and see what comes out mm -hmm. because it's so easy to fall into typical or you know habitual patterns, particularly with something like making music. But I had read that they very intentionally went in opposite directions. So whenever they had an idea that felt like it spoke to something specific, they would do the exact opposite of whatever that <laughs> right. idea is. Yeah. And I think you hear the results of that very intentional sort of disruption mm -hmm. in the best possible ways all across this record. You know, maybe that's something that you have to do when you are such an adept. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you talk about Blake Mills, this is a musician who's worked with everyone from... Fiona Apple to, you know, you name it, right? Yeah. And he's a, a multi-instrumentalist, creature of the studio, like someone who just knows every inch of every inch of everything. Yeah. And so maybe you have to create those kinds of, you know, oblique strategies to borrow exactly. a, a Brian, Brian Eno term and, and create restrictions just yeah. in order to get those juices flowing. The record notes with attachments from Pino Palladino and Blake Mills. Thanks a lot, Nate. Thank you, Robin. We still have a few more albums that we want to play for you on this week's New Music Friday, but first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from our 2021 lead sponsor of NPR Music, State Farm. To celebrate their surprisingly great rates, State Farm invites you to discover the surprisingly great genre, Boston hip-hop. It's not just your everyday hip-hop with a thick Boston accent. Boston hip-hop is known for its gritty beat, DIY stages, and underground music scene. It actually got its start at Harvard and MIT's radio stations. This beat's got brains and beauty. Make sure to check out Boston hip-hop, then check out State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick look at our picks for the best new albums out on March 12th. We start the second half of our show off with the rapper Lush Life. His new album is called Redomancy. Set it off, playing all the lost games of Quetzalcoatl in the playground. New Jerusalem, losing them inside a Greyhound. Manhattan band, stay down, duck down. I'm waiting for an advent. Rather have the better win, so say how the caravans came and went. Drank the goat's milk from a satchel, made a stomach line, and waiting for the main event. This is Lush Life, the artist Lush Life. His new record is called Redomancy. The song we're hearing from it is the closing track. It's called Depaisement. 
and WXPN's John Morrison here to talk about Lush Life and what we're loving about this record. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? Lush Life was new to me this week, but uh, I know he was part of the, the Philly scene for a while where you live, so I guess you've been a fan for a while now. Yeah, absolutely. Lush Life is super talented MC, producer, DJ, multi-instrumentalist. And a lot of his music is more on the really big sounding psychedelic hip hop style of music. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of his lyrics are, are really surreal and kind of stream of consciousness. I think that's interesting because when I listened to this, I thought this is the sound of a brain that's going in a million directions all at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, he even, I would say even, especially in the lyrics, but even in the collaborators on this record and and the influences, Prism from Anti-Pop Consortium is on this record. Botany, who we've talked about on the show before, is on the record. Felicia Douglas of the Dirty Projectors is on here. So it it really, in the words and the collaborators and the choices of, of sounds and influences that he's exploring all over this record... It's really like a packed showcase of of ideas and and colors and and sounds. One thing that I was really struck by is how much he clearly loves just words and language. You know, like just you look at some of the titles on this record, Redomancy, the title. I'm not even sure if it's a word, but I did find on the internet where it said that it's it refers to the act of loving someone back or returning love to someone. He's got a cut called Hesdalen Lights, which is a reference to these unexplained lights seen in rural Norway. And then the cut we played, the last one, Depaisement, is, is French for the feeling of not being at home or being somewhere unfamiliar. So he just, he really just seems to love language. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that this is the first Lush Life record since 2017's My Idols Are Dead and My Enemies Are In Power. And Lush Life, uh, you you talk about like his love of words and and working with words. Since that album, he actually became a best-selling children's book author. And that children's book, he obviously has a sense of humor too, because it's, it's an alphabet book called P, the letter P. P is for pterodactyl, which is... Like, just about the least helpful children's alphabet book <laughs> you can imagine. P is for pterodactyl. Right. They, they build it as the, the world's worst children's <laughs> alphabet book, which is interesting. So, it's, yeah, you know, it's um, Lush Life, I would say, as an MC and as a writer, as somebody who really plays with language in, in interesting ways, whether it's, you know, on the mic and making records or clearly in his work as an author. Lush Life is the artist. His new one is called Redomancy. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. It is kind of a short, weird little week for this week's New Music Friday. We've just got a couple more albums that we want to play, but there are a few others out now that I want to mention, starting with the band Lake Street Dive. Their new one is called Obviously. The producer DJ Muggs, who you probably know for his work with Cypress Hill, he has a new one out today called Dies Academum. The author, scholar, and musician Leanne Betasamasoke Simpson has a new album out today called Theory of Ice. It's a really beautiful mix of spoken word poetry and songs, Theory of Ice. And the Los Angeles singer-songwriter Ali Crow Buckley has a debut album out today, a nice collection of dark, moody songs out now called Moonlit and Devious. All those releases out today, Friday, March 12th, along with these last couple of records that we want to play, starting with the artist known as Louisa and her album, The Practice of Freedom. Listen up! Get free! 
This is Louisa, the artist known as Louisa, and that's L O U I S A H H H, like Louisa. The practice of freedom is her new record, and the song we're hearing from it is called "Love Is a Punk." And NPR Music's resident Viking Lars Gottrich comes ashore for this one. Welcome, Lars. Hey, Robin. <laughs> Well, I gotta say, when I was listening to stuff for this week's show, I don't know, maybe it was just the mood I was in, but so much of what I heard, it was just very safe music, you know, and and get a little predictable. And then finally, I came across this record, uh, The Practice of Freedom, and it is just so raw and it hits so hard. For me, it was just the kick in the gut I needed. Yeah, Louisa is an American living in Paris. She was really into the early 2000s New York party scene. And so it makes sense then that Louisa got into DJing, started a clothing line, and eventually got into making music. And this is her debut album, and it is a ferocious thing. Yeah. But the album also comes from a vulnerable place of hard-won sobriety. I was kind of taken by that dichotomy. I was talking earlier on the show with uh, Nate Chinin about rule breakers and the ways they disrupt our expectations. And I think Louise is very much a rule breaker too, not just in the ways she challenges our sonic expectations, but also things like femininity and the feminine ideals. You know, there are a lot of songs in here about sobriety, but also about surrender and sex and, and BDSM. There's one song called Ferocious, and then in parentheses, Contained, where she sings, How free do you want to be? Disrupt the seed. Come with me. On chaos, I feed. actually thought of you when I read that line. On chaos, I feed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's really good at those one or three-word phrases that throb in time to the music of of a strobe light, but really paint a vivid picture. And you know, digging deeper into lyrics, I, I kind of got a better sense of who she is. But man, the music, it takes me back to that moment in 90s alternative rock when sense and darkness reigned supreme, yeah. but with like a subversive pop twist. Mm-hmm. Like the music is heavy, but it's also undeniably catchy and danceable. So like Shirley Manson, Nine Inch Nails, and a little bit of the yeah, yeah, yeahs, it's all in there. And it makes a lot of sense to me that the producer and co-writer for for this album uh, is a guy named Vice Cooler, and he has worked on albums for Peaches and Lady Tron. Yeah. Louisa, the missing link between Nine Inch Nails and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just need music with some teeth, and this one's got teeth. I love it. The Practice of Freedom is the record from Louisa. And Lars, we've got one more album. It's a compilation, really, that we want to play and talk about, and it's probably... One of the strangest, but also I think most arresting things that we've had on the show, it's a collection of solo recordings from, I guess, maybe you'd call him an experimental sound collage artist, Graham Lampkin. The collection is simply called Solos, and this track from it is called Ginkamix. Mix. Mm-hmm. 
Graham Lampkin is the artist. This song, this track, is called Ginkgo Mix. Uh, it's actually one of the more, I'll say, accessible, uh, in air quotes, tracks on this collection. These are not at all traditional songs. But he's the kind of artist, you know, that can paint a picture with these sounds in your mind, but also leave you guessing on what exactly it is that you're hearing. I, really fascinating, I think. Graham Lampkin used to write music that you could more call songs. He was in a band called The Shadow Ring, and they were kind of like a, to be extremely reductive, an avant-garde folk band. And he moved to the States in the early 2000s, and he started performing solo, and that's what this box set works from. So there are four albums that are included in this collection. One is called Poem for Voice and Tape, which is literally his old bandmate reading poetry out loud, but Graham Lampkin has slowed down and it distorted the audio. Softly, softly, copy, copy is based on crowd noise from live tangerine dream bootlegs. Of course. (laughs) Of course. And Amateur Doubles was recorded in his Honda Civic. But the album Salmon Run was my introduction to Graham Lampkin in 2007. It featured the track Kinka Mix. And the way it was put to me back then is essentially classical music playing in a different room. Yeah. What's really fascinating to me is that when music does appear, like you say, it's it's not the focus or the point of the piece, really. The point is whatever story or moment that's being implied by all the other sounds going on in the background. Yeah. The thing that I've kind of like really come to love about, particularly about Salmon Run, but also all the albums included here, is that Graham Lampkin puts as much emphasis on the act of listening as he does the recorded music itself. Yeah. And by doing so, he reminds us that we are co-authors of our environment. It's impossible for music to live in a vacuum. We are surrounded by life. And that's the way that I hear this music. Can I buy some pot from you? <laughs> no, I, I joke, but you know, when I was a kid, I'm, I'm an audio nerd. And when I was a kid growing up, I had a little mono cassette tape recorder and I would go all around the neighborhood and the house recording sounds in my world. And then I'd lie in bed and listen to them at night, you know? So I love this kind of stuff. And I love how Lampkin takes you through his own world with all of these recordings. Graham Lampkin, his collection of recordings is simply called Solos. Thanks so much, Lars. Thanks, Robin. That'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. To hear just the songs that we featured on the program, along with a bunch of other singles that came out this week, search for NPR's Expanded New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music, Spotify, and on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. You can stay in touch with us with our music newsletter. It only goes out once a week on Saturdays, and it's a great way to keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, playlists, special features, and more. Just go to npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs>